Dang, chat. Why am I just so good at this streaming thing? Mm. Well, that's pretty fresh. Isn't it? It's clean. That's... It's easy. Pretty good looking. Nice job, bud. Dang. Tell me about shit. <laughs> All right. We'll talk with you guys. Um, first, we'll go ahead and go over leveling. Um, what you guys took as your... Um, not necessarily like the... I guess we could go with skill points if you guys want to. But I'm looking more for like your features that you guys took uh, or other cool feats that you guys got as leveling up through your class. And if you wouldn't mind, I'm sure all the people at, know, at home already know exactly what class and race. Uh, let's go ahead and go with character level, class, race, and then go with what you chose um, for it. So we'll go ahead and do introductions, and then we'll go ahead and have uh, Donnie go ahead and take the, the lead on it. I'm Donnie, and I am the voice and uh, player of Domino, the Vesk, Vanguard, <laughs> Chief Mate, um, First uh, of his Death name. Touched mm. is my theme. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing like the uh, the tank role, I guess. I haven't really grown too into it. I, don't, I think I'm going to be, since I'm the only melee in our group, I'm probably going to focus more on like offensive, you know, less yeah. tank. We can talk about this when we get into the leveling, but I just haven't had the opportunity to really get into <laughs> melee. <laughs> it's pretty like, true. In the episode that we just did, I messed that dude up with my sword. Like when I could actually get in, I just haven't had the chance to actually get in. But uh, I don't want to cut you off or anything like that. I'm sorry. No melee, melee wrecks. You know that extra yeah. bonus you get. Mm-hmm. whatever strength or strength or, yeah yeah just strength uh what else did you want me to go into what i did for leveling uh that, that right now that'd be okay we'll go ahead and have uh ian introduce their character who they are and uh then we'll go ahead and we'll have you go into leveling donnie all right flip this around because i was being stupid with my hood and my hat and now my head is all hot don't live in the desert it's overrated um hi my name is ian i play den alvarez rel or Denver, to their friends. Uh, the Daredevil operator, um, pilot of the ship, they're a tiefling, and um, I didn't do a very good job of explaining it at the beginning, but they are a non-binary queer character, which I is really fun to play. It's, it's, it's just fun. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, but, in an alien world, just assume everybody's non-binary. Right, pretty like, true honestly, though. With all of the with all of the different representations and manifestations and everything like that, gender's not real. It's fake news. <laughs> fake. Especially for an outsider. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, yeah, Denver's whole personality is um, space NASCAR. <laughs> so. Uh, so they're they're really into pod racing, and you know when I'm in character, I got this I got this uh, like kind of southern thing I do. It's it, it comes it comes and goes, it comes and goes. A little bit thicker sometimes, a little, little bit not so thick sometimes. But like yeehaw, right? Like that's that's Denver in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> that's that's true. It's real fun, and uh, as an operative, I'm like I don't know if I'm supposed to be bursty DPS or if I'm just consistent damage, but one way or another. I do damage. 
It's pretty good damage. As long as you can get the, the trick attack off, it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. But, um, that being said, uh, Donnie, if you want to go ahead and go into, like, the choices you made when leveling, whether it be skills first or however you want to talk about it. Um, but, like, what what, what uh, upgrades did you do going from level 2 to level 3? And before, uh, after you talk about the levels, how do you feel it sort of transitioned, like, from 2 to 3? How do your character feel now? Because I felt like a, everyone was just, like, dishing out consistently high damage today. Um, I know there happened to also be a lot of freaking crits that happened, so I know that also inflated it, but, like, they, like, Sunny went from doing one damage around to, like, seven plus. Yeah. So. And I, I think I rolled two crits. Um, or I rolled two 20s at one point, or whatever. And then I rolled another thing, just randomly. It's like, I was like, I wonder what I could roll if I did this. I rolled another 20, but it wasn't for any action I actually did, so it didn't count, but. Still counts. <laughs> this dice is on fire. Um, uh, yeah, hitting level three. You know, it's like we're starting to finally get into our roles, and that that weapon spec uh, really helps a lot with damage. Um, but I'm so, I guess at level one, I chose to win. Uh, I chose exergy mm-hmm. as my vanguard aspect. Every vanguard starts with an aspect. You get various bonuses. Uh, Exergy at level one just gives you plus two to intimidation. And what else does it do? Um, oh, it gives me the improved combat maneuver for trip. Ooh. Uh, which I haven't really had an opportunity to use, but that's basically where you start with the Vanguard, is picking that aspect. Uh, and then my first level feat was improved combat maneuver disarm so now i can hopefully disarm and trip reliably which i use disarm today pretty good way to get someone's main weapon out of their hands and that was super clutch i feel like that it was been really bad (laughs) plus it's it's free loot yeah (laughs) and not to mention that is a level four long arm cryo rifle and we totally have a couple people that use long arms in this party. Yeah, uh, at least three. I know of the I. There's two off the top of my head. I was thinking um, Otto and Ferrix. Uh, I don't know if Ferrix can. I know Zurok can. Technomancer. Um, because they have Otto gun can. that they summon to them. Right, but I think it's just a little pistol. I'm pretty sure. Did anyone take long arm proficiency? Uh, Otto gets it because of the, because uh, their exo cortex. There, the exo cortex thing. Uh, but we never see her with one. But Kali actually has a a a, a, long, a a rifle that she got from the dragonborn or dragonkin that you guys ran into when you guys had them like take all their equipment out of their ship. Uh for helping move the dragonborn actually gave her a a rifle uh and she is proficient in long arms being a soldier so she can use them but she's built a more of a, a dual wield pistol kind of character for her soldier but she can use them and get pretty good with them too yeah the the meta usually is if you're a class that only has small arms so like spellcasters and envoys and stuff 
the meta is to get long arm proficiency because you just do more damage with them. Yeah. But if she's building her soldier for small arms, that's you know it's probably feasible. Yeah. So it's definitely not and bad. Like, I have specialization for sniper weapons because I'm an operative. Right. But that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> I I did some sniper stuff with my last character because yeah. I was an operative, and I had I. I don't think I've ever got the opportunity to use it. We only went to like level three. Yeah, three. I, I think you had one opportunity when you hit up in the snow up on the ridge. Yeah, but I never took the shot. No one. I don't think the shot was ever taken. But you had the opportunity to, I think, at least once. <laughs> uh, but that also no, it also didn't even go to level three. By the way, it went to level two. We leveled up for level two to do the second quest, and then everyone was like, "Let's go play Shadowrun." I was like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> uh, but uh what else choices do you make for uh your leveling there donnie let's see at level two i took the flattened bullets discipline which uh if i get shot by a ranged attack that deals kinetic uh, kinetic damage i can spend an entry point as a reaction to do a fortitude save and take half damage uh so i figured you know that's just a good way to keep some damage off me Especially since my dex is kind of low, so I've got heavy armor, but I don't think my AC is ever going to get super high, which is kind of a good thing for vanguards because I want to take damage, but not just not too much. Not so, too much. It's, uh, a, it's a balance. Yeah, so something like uh, mitigate or well, mitigate too, but uh, just flatten bullets. If I could like get hit really hard, but then cut it in half to the point where I still get entropy, that'd be nice. And it doesn't have a daily usage. Oh, I'm I'm not a fan of daily usage abilities. Yeah, I'm, I'm the type that just like holds on to that usage until <laughs> the end, of the forever game. and always. I never used it. Um, yeah. Besides that, uh, let's see. Level three, I took adaptive fighting as my feat with uh, cleave, pull the pin, and coordinated shot. So with adaptive fighting. Uh, as a move action, I can choose one of these three feats with, that I can change uh, every time I level up if I wanted. I can use one of those feats for one minute once a day. So I used Cleave today because those skeletons were all lined up. And that worked out really well because I yep. actually hit both of them. And I think they both went down. Uh, pull a pin is a fun one. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'll ever get to use it, but I can make a disarmed attack on someone and if they have a grenade belt or something if they have a grenade that's out of their bag i can pull the pin on it and make it explode uh, <laughs> and then coordinated shot right now is just kind of like my default ability so if i don't have anything to use adaptive fighting for i'll just turn on coordinated shot so uh any enemy that's in my threatened range uh, any ally that takes a range attack at it gets a plus one bonus to the attack room. Which is really good, especially because you're the only melee person. So, like, everyone is, like, especially on boss fights, be really good. Like, turn coordinated shot on. Go into, a, yeah. like, a 1v1 with the boss. Like, everyone plus one. Yeah, I plan on picking it up as a real feat, not just an adaptive fighting feat eventually. Because right. At, right now I have a ranged of 10 feet because I have attack lash. But eventually, um, 
several later uh several several times as i level up my natural range is going to increase for entropic strike i think up to like 25 feet holy Damn. crap yeah so I'll have, I'll have 25 feet of threatened range um, this is all the time that's disgusting and i hate it yeah that's i feel like that's such a big range for that like that's such a zap yeah i think it's only i think it's 20 feet but i if i have a ranged weapon it's another five feet <laughs> i thought about getting the lunge feet <laughs> which would make it 30 feet damn yeah and then if i would have went with a r large race large races have a natural rate breach of 10 feet yeah yeah it, it gets pretty ridiculous i could hit like you could hit the house feet. that's like a block and a half down if you yeah. really wanted to <laughs> oh yeah uh, so like um i know that we we touched a little bit on it and um i'm sorry my streamer instincts always kick in and i just read everybody's chat when i'm on their stuff i'm sorry bruce it's uh, it's a thing but I'm right there with, with what Frostbite was saying. I'm stoked to actually learn a little bit about Domino and where he's from and what he's about. <clears throat> I might be a little bit quieter because I'm messing with mic positions. So um, that's a thing. So I'm just excited to learn more about Domino. I feel like as a crew, we know like nothing about each other. And I'm kind of super here for that just because like it at least from Denver's point of view, like it doesn't matter. We're here. We're getting paid. We're having a good time. It's going to be rad. But me as the player, I want to know. It's we touched on it when a domino asked what Thrawn. Mm -hmm. I think one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was technically like it was in a, I think a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but like, it was definitely brought up like about Domino's upraising and how similar Domino and Thrawn were like when it's like it comes to like their parental figures and stuff like that. So we've seen small little tidbits of it. Um, but yeah, I'm ex super excited. I was looking, talking to like talking to Matt the uh, yesterday when we were over his house for dinner. I was just thinking about, I was like, this campaign is going to go on for the longest of times. And I'm here for that. That's what I want. Like, I want a really good campaign length out of it. Um, because we were so lucky to have Star or a Star Shadowrun, which lasted like two and a half, like two and a half years or something like that. Yeah, it, um, it was a good amount of time. From season one to season three. So it was a really, really good time. And I'm really enjoying like the longer type of scenarios. But like, I was like, well, I already had three overarching stories that i wanted to happen with starfinder and then i started like feeling out how many players i wanted and i was like well six seems really good um but i was like seven also seems good but i was like but eight for some reason like i always love large groups when it comes to rpgs uh, at least with like D D and stuff like that uh, I couldn't imagine doing like a large group with call of cthulhu vampire or like one of the more serious I don't want to say serious, but like more lethal um, systems, especially just like Shadowrun and stuff like that. But like D and D and Starfinder, I love eight party players, like eight player parties. 
Um, you could talk to Matt. Like we had a three-year-long D and D campaign. We it was eight players for most of the way. Um, Good God, I love it because there's so many opportunities for character growth and like story progression and like when you have so many individual people like thing like characters they can do their own individual thing uh so like you can have one person who's really good at healing you don't have to worry about jack of all trades when you can have a bunch of masters of one that are just there to do their job type thing um so I'm all about that, especially when Starfinder makes it so easy with like the ship rolls and stuff. Like, no one's covering each other's bases. Like, there, everyone's doing their own thing. I think it works really, really well for Starfinder. I love it when we split up too, because it's like, let's see how these two interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see could, if like the group, into, yeah, yeah split into like two, four people, four player sized groups, and have a normal campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I, I also really excited. I know, like, I think it was when you guys first got the Castrovel, uh, you guys split up between, like, groups of twos, groups of twos, groups of two, and, a, like, a group of three or something. Uh, and you guys did, like, your jobs. Like, we had the researchers researching. You had the people that are very, like, face-related going and talking to people. You had people that were investigators investigating. Like, we had people doing the roles, and that was, like, when I really felt like the table was the table for a minute. Um, it was a really cool feeling, like feeling that transition, like, oh, we're actually playing the game now. But it's really, really interesting to see, like, the groups, like, not maybe, like, one week it's Denver and Domino, and then one week it's Denver and Sunny, and then another week it's Denver and Kali. Like, seeing, like, or is it the same groups going over and over and over again, or is it, like, rotating players around to see, like, the different dynamics, or uh, do people become closer together so they go together places more often? Um, you're not ready for when Denver has to go do something with Kali. <laughs> you're not ready for that because Denver's already like weirdly suspicious about Kali. There's no reason for Denver to be suspicious of Kali in any manner. Just somebody was like, hey, what about? And Denver latched onto that for whatever reason. <laughs> I think it was Otto. He's like, Otto's like, are you a spy? Because we definitely just left a place where there's a bunch of shapeshifters. It's like, are you a shapeshifter? And Denver's like, hold on, hold on. This this could this could be real. Yeah. Dever was like, hold on, what? <laughs> when Hannah was making her character, there's a reptilian race or whatever that has like a change. Yeah, it has a shapeshift ability. Shapeshift, yeah. And I was like, wouldn't that be great if she picked that race? It would flow so well into the story. <laughs> Um, but other than that, uh, Donnie, going from level two to level three, uh, what are some like the big features that you picked up going from level two to level three? Two to three was just that adaptive fighting. Um, what else did I get? Um, the reactive, which is mm. an ability that I think goes up to three or four uses a day. But with reactive, I can take an additional reaction per round. Um, just once a day, though. So. So for one round, I can take one more action. Or gotcha. Action. Uh, and they can't be on the same trigger. So if someone steps into my attack of opportunity, I can't attack them twice. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But if two separate people walk in, can you attack both of them once? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are two different triggers. Gotcha. Um, 
but I can go through my skills that I've taken so far. Yeah, just like ones that you really have focus on. Like we don't want to like, oh, I put one point here, one point here, one point here. But like really like the points that you really dug deep into. Right now, actually, I've only got one point in perception, but I have a plus eight bonus. Um, but I figured as a melee, perception's good. I don't yeah. want to get surprised. <laughs> I got, and then Left intimidation is another one. I got mm. three points in intimidate for a plus three. Or a plus eight total yeah, bonus. Because it's a class skill for you? It is a class skill. Cool. Um, I also have um, the plus two insight from my XRG aspect. Mm. But at level five, there's a feat I want that requires five ranks of Intimidate. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Grab Attention. Um, but whenever I land a melee attack, I can do a Intimidation check. And they become off target for a round. And that gives everyone, like, if they don't attack you, they get, like, a minus two to attack other people, right? For grab attention? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that, I think that they're off target for everybody except for me. Right. Which is insane. It's like a actual, like, taunt mechanic, which is really, really nice. Yeah. I mean, vanguards have a couple taunt mechanics, but they're once a day type right. deals again. Or I think antagonize is the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it costs a standard action. Oof. I don't really think I want to use a standard action to taunt someone for one round. Right. Um, but with grab attention, since it's procced by a melee attack, bop, bop. eventually, yeah, there's that. And it's easy to get off, so I don't really have to focus on my intimidation mm-hmm. too hard because I'll be procking it so often. It'd be insane. Um, I can only affect one person with it once per 24 hours gotcha but that's one success so if i keep failing eventually i'll get a success it's kind of my <laughs> seems pretty good you're just, and you're not okay. failing you're just looking for the right time right 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 <laughs> eventually though i get a thunderclap ability which gives me an aoe as a standard action uh within 20 feet i can hit everybody damn and so if i have grab attention with that i should be able to proc one and then just grab everybody yeah. Insane. Long term goals. <laughs> <sighs> Insane. Uh, Other than that, athletics. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense for you. Yep. And then I've got a bunch of one points here and there. Cool, cool. I think I've got one point in every class skill. And that makes sense because if you put a single point in, you go from a plus one to a plus four right off the yeah. bat because it's. Class skills automatically give you a plus three bonus. The only class skills I don't have are physical science, computers, sleight of hand. I don't feel like those are very, very domino of you to go over and like, what's this computer? Nope. Um, (laughs) But swapping over to Ian, if you want to go ahead and sort of like, similar to how Donnie did, just go like some of the choices you made at level one and how that made your choices sort of snowball and to the choices you made for level three. Yeah. So at level one, at character creation with an operative, you have to pick your specialization. So I was having a really tough time. I knew I wanted to play an operative, but I knew I wanted to be an operative and I knew I wanted to be a tiefling. Those were like the only two things that I knew going into making Denver. Um, <clears throat> So then I started playing with the ideas of like, all right, what if I was like an investigator? What if I was this cool, like, 
like noir style investigator that just didn't feel right to me because i was coming off of playing konami and we run the night and i didn't want another unintentionally edgy character right like that's just not what i'm about this time around uh so i was like all right cool so we played konami konami was what they were how do i kind of play the antithesis and the opposite end of the spectrum that i could see was playing a loud like boisterous um braggadocious uh other words for like in your face about it tiefling right because you go from playing an elf to playing a tiefling i feel like that's kind of opposite ends yeah um and daredevil i'm gonna do stuff that's big and showy for the experience and for the show of it uh so that's really where where i almost said konami that's really where denver like gets their soul as the character is the fact that they went that they're a daredevil operative right um so with that uh, I did take just the standard trick attack. I know that there's a couple other options at level one as far as an operative goes. Like for your trick attack, there's, um, I believe it's March for Death, which I really don't understand too much of what it does. Uh, I'm just going to go look real quick. And the other one is Stunt and Strike. Um, and I don't really know too much about what those are. I just kind of went, Nah, Trick Attack is the base. That's good enough for me on this one, because I don't know. This is my second time playing Starfinder, but my first time really playing Starfinder, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know too much of what's going on and what stuff means. So I figure with that, we're just going to go simple. We're going to take the base for it, because that's the bread and butter for the class. I'm going to learn that before I try to do something different with a different character down the line. Um... <clears throat> So standard trick attack, that is what it is. Uh, we leveled a little bit, picked up evasion, but that's just a class thing. So uh, successful reflex save against an effect that would normally have a partial effect grants no effect. So same kind of evasion as uh, like 5th edition D&D, yep. where if I would take half damage, I take no, no damage. damage which is pretty fresh. That's going to come in clutch when when Thrawn throws a grenade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's an evasion ability for vanguards. It's same name, same everything, but uh, you have to have light armor. Uh, you can't take evasion if you have heavy armor. Gross. Uh, but at level two, I got my first operative exploit, which actually um, gives Denver... They're, I'm not going to say lethality in combat, but it gives them their threat yeah. in combat. So Uncanny Mobility just says that when I do a trick attack, as long as I take the movement as a part of that full action that is trick attack, I can tell one creature that they do not get an attack of opportunity on me. Which is really nice because if somebody's in trouble, it means I can successfully disengage from whatever I'm doing and go help them over there. Or I can do that to get in on something. Like, there's there's a lot of possibility with Uncanny Mobility. And that also plays into uh, that, that movement part um, plays into what I took at level 3 
Um, because at level three, I get... What is it called? I get quick movement. Normally, quick movement says as long as you're under or as long as you're unencumbered and wearing light armor or no armor, your land speed is increased by ten feet. That didn't really appeal to me, right? Like, okay, I'd be able to move forty feet, but like, eh. So I opted for a quick trick. Uh, you can make a quick uh, you can make a trick attack as a standard action instead of as a full action. The downside is. Um, the trick attack as a standard action is if I don't move as part of the ability. So if I subtract the movement out of it, it's now just a standard as opposed to a full. But that means I do still have my movement action that I can do somewhere else. Right. Which could come in big. I liked that a lot. Um, I think that was my plan when I was an operative. It just feels good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the problem with the trick attack is that for a full attack, it doesn't do that much damage. No, I mean, and we just hit my that level three. I get uh, an upgrade in damage on trick attack from one d four to one d eight. Yeah, so I'm effectively nice. doubling my damage output. Yeah, um, or my my damage capability. Yeah. Um. Along with level three for everybody comes with weapon specialization. So for small arms, I get to add half of my level. For my melee weapons, I get to add my full level to damage, which is going to get gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the the mobility of it is what really stood out to me as I'm building Denver. Um, so the feat that I got at level three, I took free runner. Um, I can... Just, like, I get a plus two circumstance bonus to athletics checks to climb and acrobatics checks to balance and tumble. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah. It's from the Galaxy um, Exploration Manual. Yeah, and it's it seems pretty cool. <laughs> also, you ignore extra movement costs for the first five feet of difficult terrain you move through each turn in urban or constructed environments. So, I mean, that's kind of up to Bruce as to what like what constitutes an urban or constructed environment i would think like absalom station absolutely either of those but like where we're at or when we were down in the the catacombs there down in those caves probably not that's not constructed but so like it's not always going to be effective but it's that freedom of movement that free range of of being able to go and do and be that is really coming through with Denver. I think they're very quickly turning into a don't don't tie me down kind of character. And with that uncanny mobility, uh, you'd be set up pretty. You could set up a flank position pretty easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually, you know, you got two people adjacent to each other with one target. But if you try to move, you'll attack uh, of provoke. Yeah. With uh, uncanny mobility, you can move, do your trick attack with uh, flanking, which is like plus two or plus four, something like that. So, like, this brings me back around to what I was saying at the top of the show. I just haven't had the chance to actually get into melee with you. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you and I, if we pick a target, I'm pretty sure we can wreck them up pretty quick. Um, sure. It's the them getting the jump on us and being able to, to shoot at us and 
everybody game. picking a different target and all that kind of stuff that's getting shot by your own teammates or right. being grappled. Right. Um I try so that's Oh, and as far as skills, because we were talking about skill right. toys and stuff like that. Um first things first, everything goes into piloting. Always. <laughs> And it didn't start low. Uh, right now, <laughs> if we're flying our ship, I get a plus 17 to to my roll. Which is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was planning on focusing pretty hard on Intimidate, but then I broke down the DCs to Demoralize. And as a Vanguard, you don't get any bonus points as you level up, unlike mm. an operative, I think your insight bonus goes up a certain amount every time, every few levels. Uh, so there's some scaling to your operative. Yeah, I think skills. it's I think it's next level. I get my increase to my insight bonus. Yeah. Well, with my uh, intimidate bonus of let's see, plus three from ranks, plus three from class, plus so. Eight plus eight plus the twenty points theoretically I could put into it as like to level twenty, I would still have a zero percent chance to hit a demoralize at a creature that had the same CR as my level. So I was like, this is uh not the greatest thing to focus on. <laughs> no, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. With yeah. grab attention at least I'll <laughs> at have least... like a ten percent chance to hit something. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so- I think the I think the plan for me moving forward as far as like building the character, um, like the the number crunch of the character, is I'm at an 18 dex. I kind of want to just get the 20. Yeah. And then from there, I'm gonna start pushing numbers into my strength, just because like that's where my damage is gonna come from. Um. So. Don't ever tell Denver they can't drive or they can't fly because that's a dirty lie. It's true. And it's true. Um, you'll probably never catch them. We're they're they're just too quick. I'm too they're fast. They're too nimble. Yeah, like the 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 meme of fast as fuck boy. That's that's it's Denver. Denver. <laughs> it's definitely Denver. <laughs> um. Speaking of like the like the scaling and stuff like that with characters, because we like I said we played Shadowrun for a long time, and that game, the system itself in Shadowrun takes understanding of what your not class, what do they call it, um, archetype, archetype, what your archetype did extremely well, um, and if you didn't do that thing extremely well, you didn't really get to play the game. <laughs> uh, is it sad you kind of miss Shadowrun? Frostbite, I don't think I'd ever think I'd ever read those words come from you, ever. Hello? Uh, This comes from the man. I've tried to get him to play Shadowrun 5th Edition with me and JJ for about a year and a half to two years. He's like, no, that game's too crunchy. I was like, I get that. I get that I do. Uh, But try 6th Edition, because it's a lot less crunchy. But um, they finally did it. It's not sad. I also kind of miss it, especially when Catalyst is like... But hey, have you tried this new book you want to run? I was like, ah, shh. Do you uh, think they're re-releasing this, the core rulebook? Yeah, they are. They're with all the stuff that they changed to it. They're re-releasing it. 
with a, a new errata and, a, yeah. and they're changing the name it's called like the seattle edition or something yep so with all with, with a whole bunch of stuff that they changed wink wink we know what's going on <laughs> they're spell checking this time i i didn't care for the leveling in i didn't care for the karma system in shadowrun because it's like a you have to save up so much yeah. just to get like one little point. I feel like the so the the like need gratification monkey brain part of me is like give me Starfinder, give me Dungeons and Dragons, give me something where like I leveled and I get to see an increase. Yeah. <laughs> There's no levels in shadow run yeah so you're just sitting here going ah, how do i get better i don't know when do i get better whenever i decide to pull the trigger on it i guess but that feels weird to me <laughs> right i think i get to choose when i get better but like i gotta run i gotta go do i can't go take a break for a week and a half right like i can't i can't call my guy who's teaching me blood magic and go hey man you got like a month and a half to hang out with me <laughs> seems a little like, sus <laughs> Like, or it, gets, it goes up to like a year eventually. Eventually, yeah. depending on what your magic and stuff is. Yeah, it can. Because like, I'm sorry, I have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the thing that's very interesting about Shadowrun compared to like, what I will say with like the leveling system, is Shadowrun, you're very good early. Like you have the chances yeah. of being very good and very strong early. Compared to level one, you feel like you're level one, but like, there's some things you can do in Shadowrun that's like, I'm sort of amazing. Right, like you can you can walk into Shadowrun right off the bat and just be like, yo, uh, I'm just gonna crack open this government computer because I put everything into my decking ability. Yeah, and the gear doesn't really level either, so I mean you can have the best gear out of the out of the bat yeah i mean as long as you have the new for it but that will say that's i do love the priority system i would i was really surprised by it at first when we like you talk about character creation but i really like it a lot um but that's just my own two cents about it right and to to kind of tie it back around to what we're what we're talking about as far as leveling and everything like that goes um usually i hate starting at level one like, whenever I run, like, a D&D game, we start at level 3. Because that's when your character is finally your character. Right. You can, like, you have your class abilities. You're starting to get some spells if you're a spellcaster. Like, you, you're now, I feel like level 3 is level 1. Right? But in this one, starting at level 1 in Starfinder, I felt like my character already. Yeah. Because I had some ability... As far as being a operative, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I'm also a level one. I shouldn't be the best thing of all time trying to do this, but I should at least be able to do what it is that I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you ever build those characters where you kind of put your class into your backstory? Oh, absolutely. It's like, how did I, that's something I didn't do with Domino, but it's like, how did I get these entropic energy powers? (laughs) <laughs> um through kind of being weird very Starfinder. Scary. yeah but you, I, 
too angry to not hurt people. That's true. That's true. Um, now that we've sort of went over leveling, um, how, I guess, how does the campaign feel overall? I mean, this is the 11th episode, uh, which okay. is already, yeah, already the 11th episode, uh, which to give a frame of reference, last season was 20, 21 episodes, um, for the se- uh, season three of We Run the Stars or We Run the Night. Something like that, I think. I think it's accurate. Let me pull up YouTube. <laughs> Pulling up the uh, podcast. I, I feel really bad because, like, I'm a part of these casts, and I love y'all. This is something I look forward to regularly. But, like, I'm really just here. <laughs> I'm along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, season three was 20 episodes long. Wow. Damn. So we're already over the halfway point of season three. Uh, season two had 28 episodes, 29 if you can include the video about the dossiers. Um, so it still feels like we're really just ramping up. Like we're just, it feels like 11 episodes in and we're just getting started compared to like with Shadowrun, we're halfway through two different seasons. Yeah. Um, so how does the game feel? Does it feel dangerous enough? Is it too dangerous? Um, how do your characters feel like they're scaling so far? Um, I mean, I'll I'll hop in on that real quick because I have a pretty short answer on that. Um, so far, there's only been I think two moments that I actually thought that Denver was going to die, and that was tonight when I got hit by the giant tentacle, <laughs> where I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That didn't feel good. Um, and the mimic. Yeah. Like with the mimics, I was watching that just destroy Domino. Like Domino <laughs> got worked by the mimics. And I'm not I'm not throwing any sort of shade because you survived longer than, than I would have. Um, you still not. But just like, <laughs> yeah. And you got shot by a teammate in that one. Uh, <laughs> Twice. Yeah, but those are like the really the only times that I felt like, oh, crap. Um but I'm having a lot of fun. I like being here. I like the cast. Um, I, she's not here to defend herself, but but um, Hannah having joined the cast, like Kali joining, um, she's new to TTRPGs in general. But watching her kind of get comfortable with the table and slowly but surely starting to come out her shell, I'm really proud of her for that. Like, that's exciting. She's quiet. We make jokes about it, but like she's there and she's doing the thing. Yeah. So it's like, hell yeah, I'm proud of you. Let's get it. I love that part of this. Um, I'm just, I'm excited. That's all I can say about it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in the same boat. It's, it's <laughs> just getting, I feel like from level one through three, the missions really matched where we are. We're mm-hmm. as a group too, because it's a, we're just doing routine missions with our routine one through three uh, abilities. And now it seems like we're starting to get into like Domino's backstory a bit. So maybe the missions will start to be a lot more connected and be interesting to see where all that leads to. But yeah, I'm loving the group dynamic. I, so as not as a player, as someone who's consuming this content, I want to know how domino and sunny met 
Well, you have to tune in and find out. I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> but, but, like, I just want to know. Because, <laughs> like, there's no secret about how Otto and Denver met and why we're friends and, like, why, why we're super tight. There's no secret there. And for anybody who's curious, no, we're not dating. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Your Auto uh, blood brothers. <laughs> not again. <laughs> Denver Denver is a pod racer and Otto is Denver's mechanic. Like that's and they are very close because of time spent fixing and just being near each other. So now I want to know how the hell do we get a Vex and a Raxolite to hang out? We didn't have like a natural. It kind of took us. I think we turned in. Josh gave us an assignment like, all right, we need pairs to come up with a backstory. Mm-hmm. And, Which uh, was really good, by the way. I liked that to get people yeah. involved. But Laura and I, we were like, neither of our backstories really lined up for anything. Um, so we just connected it to after we arrived on Absalom and um, Domino was just doing mercenary work. So spoiler alert. <laughs> Domino was just doing mercenary work. And uh, so Domino has these necrographs, which make him susceptible to undead magic. Um, there was a necromancer that had enthralled Domino and Domino ended up killing his squad until I mean before we get into that is this going to be spoilers for your story art yeah I said spoiler I didn't hear the spoiler I've got several I will say this the one thing as a GM is I love a good backstory don't get me wrong it gets me a chance to look into the character and go with it, but good lord, is there? I could this. I could put this on a burger and call it Swiss cheese with how many holes? Donnie's like, do what you need to. Uh it is. <laughs> it is so good because I was like, I also not only do I get to know about about Donnie's like where his mindset is with Domino, but like, I also get to surprise Donnie with things that like I don't know. You what'd you do with my backstory? I, I really put in like uh, what's it called when the narrator doesn't know untrustworthy narrator or something yeah. like that yeah unreliable narrator I really did the whole thing from like Domino's point of view so and I did several branches that you could probably lead off of a backstory with and I left as much as I could vague in a way uh, so Josh can do whatever he went with, with it but, but for Sonny and Domino. Um, so Domino was enthralled, and then Sonny did her startling scream, which is the level one feat she took. <laughs> it's uh, such a good feat. <laughs> that's, that's the one that lets us know when things are about to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we decided, all right, this is how we met. I just killed my squad mates because I was enthralled by a mercenary, and Sonny saw it and did her scream and that just knocked me out of the uh the the, the spell and from there it's kind of like a i guess a chewy 
Han situation where it's like, <laughs> I owe her my life in a way. <laughs> Is it because Sunny shot first, so she's obviously Han? Because, you know, Han oh, yeah. shot first. Yeah, it all adds up. Mm. It all checks out. Chat. But yeah, I'm excited to see. I actually was like, I was coming, like, building up. Because I knew I wanted to do something really special for Gen Con. Um, without, like, creating a separate story arc for it. Or, like, a one-shot for it. Because I feel like what we would do really well on our channel is story-wise. We were really good at RP. There's been, recently, there's been a lot of combat stuff going on. But that's just because where we're at in the mission right now. But a lot of RP overall is what our, our table's really good at. So I wanted to show that off for Gen Con. So I was like, what better way than to start introducing someone's character arc, setting it up right before, and then go starting to go into it quite heavily for our three-and-a-half-hour session that we'll have next week. I'm so excited about that. Holy crap. You and me both. Which I was like, man, three-and-a-half hours. That's so long. And then I realized, like, I look at all the uploads, and they're like three hours anyway. So it's like a yeah. half hour longer. Um, it's just later. Yeah. But it is what it is. But either way, uh, I was just like, you know what? This would be really good. And I would. I literally took a D8, and I just rolled the D8. I was like, all right. I put a number next to everyone. I was like, all right, whose story am I going into? And it landed on Domino's. I was like, nice. Um, <laughs> because I think it has some really good opportunities to really, like, ex not necessarily expose, but, like, open up one of the more quiet characters that's like, oh, I'm about me. I'm going to kill everyone because I'm a visc. And what you going to do about it? Uh, and sort of open Domino up a little bit and be like, okay, so this is my fleshy insides um, type thing. So I, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I, ha I was like, I was like, hey, Donnie, can you check your messages? I'm like, hey, I can't find your backstory anywhere. Can you send me that real quick? Because it's about to get rough. <laughs> <laughs> On my character sheet, I have it all typed out. But I tried to just copy and paste it. Uh, but it was too long. Discord converted it to a text file. Oh. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. So I just copied and pasted it into sections. Ugh. <laughs> Apparently it has a 2,000 character limit. Donnie hasn't found that yet. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I think the group dynamic is fantastic. It's ever-evolving, especially with losing a cast member and then having a week without a cast member and then going into having a brand new tabletop player in general uh, with Hannah. I, I, I agree. I think it's been a very... already a very wild ride, but this is also the longest like consistent group we've had on any show. And it's been <laughs> amazing to not worry about well, I wonder who's going to be the decker this week. Um, between God, that, that revolving <laughs> door was rough. We had like three different deckers in like a month. I was about to go spend the karma to get Scorch removed and just buy a deck and say, I don't have the stats for it, but here we go. And like, I get it. Like, life happens, Travis. Matt, I know you guys were both part of our deckers. I know life happens. Matt just actually just changed to a mage from a Technomancer. Yeah. But. Um, man, that revolving door of cast members, it was hard to get like a, a story going because of how revolving door, I couldn't like have everyone actually feel like, oh, they care about the story because they're in it. Um, but this is like, we're on episode eight of having like in a row. 
having everybody around. I'm having everyone. It's like this is our cast, uh, which is fantastic. I'm super excited for it. Um, but it, I'm just this cast is really really good so far. I think the story is starting to go really really well. Um, and I'm just excited to see exactly where this goes because like like you said, Ian, like there's so many stuff that one not only like the number side of it, like the crunchy side, like stuff gets crazy. I was looking at like level ten, like level ten challenge rating stuff to see like what kind of scaling does it. It has like plus thirty to something. So like, and a lot of it's like skills. It's not like attack rolls. It's like skill checks. Um, God. They're like, oh, plus thirty computers. It's like, why does a level ten have plus thirty computers? But then again, I look at you, Denver, who's level three and have a plus seventeen to piloting. So like, hell if I know. <laughs> yeah, the uh, demoralized DC by level twenty is forty five. For a CR twenty, yeah, yeah, that's something I'm gonna have to get used to, because like the majority of my tabletop experience is Dungeons and Dragons. The through multiple, I started playing. Uh, when I started playing, I was playing second edition. So yes. you want to talk about crunch? Like that was the crunch that I that's... had. I'm never going back to Thaco. Uh, <laughs> but like, kind of playing up through it. And now we're in 5th edition, and I, I love 5th edition just for how simple it is to pick up and go. Um, I know that's not everybody's opinion on it, but you know what? I love it. Fight yeah. me. Um, <laughs> Cited. <laughs> but you never get something that's like, oh yeah, it's got like a plus 30. No, like you'll run into something that's like, it's got like a plus 10. Right? Like the the capstones for classes yes turn, like turn into like y- you could just take a 10 if you'd rather like you can never roll lower than a 10 and then you add your mods onto it yes yeah, but like insane. that's like that's nutty but like i'm not used to big numbers like this so when i saw that denver has a 17 to piloting yeah it was like my my math has to be wrong there there's no there's no way and nope, there's there's way because if I kept saying seventeen to piloting this whole time, and Donnie hasn't gone, are you sure? Then I know I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's. I think the scaling is gonna be very weird. I mean, I come, but again, like I come from D and D as well. Like third edition, I pl- literally played on my twentieth birthday. Is like my first like ever time ever touching the game. Three point five third edition. Going forward, I played all the way through 5th edition. I played two, four and a half, five years of D&D 5th edition, like, on a weekly basis. Um, and then someone was like, yo, try out this game called Shadowrun. And then I just ran with Shadowrun ever since, with other tabletop games sort of drizzled in as you went. Um, and going from making a whole magic system in 5th edition... Uh, or 6th edition Shadowrun um, to just actually just being a content creator is very, very also a different ch- pace uh, because I still get messages from Catalyst saying, hey, so uh, how, how would this work if, if you were like, how would you make this work? And then I, I look at it and it's same thing, just different name. Um, but I, I want to, we're, we're, we're beating around the bush here a little bit. Um, I want this out on the internet that 
through through reasons. Um, our name's not on it, but the three of us here are responsible for six edition Shadowrun Blood Magic. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm only putting my name on there as like a risk. It was really Bruise and Donnie that like really did it, but like you know what? Right now. Yeah, yeah a I, bit. I, I think I think we are actually. Ooh. I, and you know what? I'm not. I'm I'm not mad about it. The, the agreement, right? The agreement, the agreement is what it is. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, I just want people to know. I'm just saying, we did. <laughs> me and Donnie sat for what was it like, an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Just like, well, how would blood magic work? And like, because before, uh, Ian was like, you know what? I want to be a blood addict. That'd be cool. Donnie was like, like a week and a half ago or prior was like, I think I'm gonna go blood mage, but I don't know how to like transition it from 5th edition to 6th edition I'm sorry Donnie uh, but I was just like I don't know like we can try to like homebrew it Catalyst I love you I know we're partnered but some of your rules just don't exist Um, I need to put that I need to put that back on there I'm not mad in the least bit no I'm not I think it's really cool that like Something that I had a hand in, something that we had a hand in, is now immortalized in a book. Yeah, like they that's also add shadow spirits. Yeah, no, me and Donnie, me and Donnie, like sat down. And we're like talking about like shadow spirits and blood spirits and blood magic. Like all in like a span of a couple of days, we do it. We we release it out. Like Ian picks up blood magic. A couple episodes later, Donnie picks up a shadow spirit because we figured it out. And then, like, three weeks later, they're like, oh, hey, go check out Street Weird. And look, spirits, shadow spirits, and blood magic, and create your own spells are all in one book. Have fun. And we're like, man, these scaling look... Oh. Scaling <laughs> look mad familiar. I was like, this is how I would do... Yeah, this is how I if, did do this. Um if you put the the first letter from the first four sentences in each section, it's actually we run the night. It's true. I wish that was true. I <laughs> would lose my mind. Um, but even if like I was I was looking, I told Donnie about um, the coincidences with the new book that just came, like that's like they gave us for for like the new story arc. It was like oh. You're heading to a. You're heading to Spain. Biggest three corporations are the same three big corporations we ended. We run the night with. It's all about an adept who got really sick and now goes by a number because they don't want to be. They don't want to be identified. I'm just like. I I don't know what to say. I yeah. I'm I'm flattered. Again. <laughs> I'm not mad, and I understand my agreements. Like, I don't have rights to anything. I don't. Just like if Paizo's like, hey, I like that. It's not mine. I don't, I am, I'm not part of the company. We're partnered. They help us a lot. Take my content, please. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm honestly super flattered. I love that. Um, they can stamp up and down, do whatever they want, and say, that's not what it is. Do they have? A, do they wear a red jacket? No, because the only time we ever see them, they're in a red robe. 
in a wheelchair. That's <laughs> all I gotta say, chat. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh man, that yeah. But I love it. I'm I'm about it. It's awesome. It's it's fantastic time. But nonetheless, like I come up from very crunchy systems. I I'm okay with fifth edition. I think it has its place as a and Ian. I mean this with the most respect. So please don't take offense to it. I feel it is a table tar a tabletop rpg with training wheels it's really really good to get your feet wet if you like to try to find out the hobby poor hand is like i want to play tabletop with you guys you guys have a most i was like hey we do uh enjoy this extremely crunchy game that has modifiers based off what kind of shoes you're wearing um <laughs> what did, did you paint your nails today right it's you did what color? a plus two influence bonus um but uh, but I absolutely love crunchy games. That being said, Call of Cthulhu is one of the least crunchy games I've ever played, and it is probably my first, if not second, favorite RPG. But that's a whole other story. Um, I'm super excited to see where this goes. I think it has a long, long way to go. Uh, I don't know if we'll hit level 20. I know we'll get definitely upper double digits. Um. I know Frostbite was talking. Just reach back out into the chat real quick. Uh, honestly, I think we should give Starfinder a break some weeks and do Shadowrun one-shots. Open it up to anyone who wants to give it a try. The no-level thing also threw them for a loop. Shadowrun doesn't feel like it was meant for longevity. Um, I agree. Um, but when you have a couple of mages who know how to heal and a couple of vampires... Hey... Here's what I'm going to put out there. Longevity. <clears throat> That's how you get longevity. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but, like, it also is it, it's a very dangerous system. Like, I think in Toronto, Karma got one shot almost. Like, yeah, one round. Awesome. Yeah, and you were invisible, and they were like, you. Yeah. <laughs> And just absolutely gat at him. But um, I, I really like the difficulty that you guys have been going through, I think, recently. I think level three has really opened up to people actually understanding how their class works. Um, I feel like this quest was my introduction of taking the training wheels off a little bit. Um if not most of the way off, because you guys had a chance to understand how healing works. Uh, you guys have enough roles. And now it's, oh, hey, don't stand in a straight line against a mage. In our defense, we didn't really have much time. Like I said, over half the party got the chance to go before this mage did, is all I'm saying. So tonight, one of my favorite moments was the fight starting and Denver going, all right, Domino, you got this. They just hide behind. <laughs> Stepping behind you. If I had taken the other one, what's that one called? A level three, I could have taken, instead of quick trick, I could have taken quick cover. Mm -hmm. Quick cover means that I can use things that wouldn't normally provide cover as cover. So I could legitimately 
go and hide behind Domino because <laughs> he's bigger than me. <laughs> I love like that. It, it's it says in here the examples like flipping a table on its edge, knocking over a pile of boxes, spinning to keep your profile behind a light pole. <laughs> like stuff like that. If I had done that, I would have just I would have invested in in small arms a little bit more maybe and just like popped out from behind Domino all the time. <laughs> I mean, I should. You don't so need good. that for me to give you soft cover. No, but quick cover would have given me like actual cover off of you, <laughs> which is really funny. It's amazing. I love it. Um. So, last thing that I want to say on Starfinder as a system. This is one of the, like this this system has one of the coolest things I've ever experienced on the tabletop, and that is space combat. So good. I freaking love space combat, and that's not just because I'm the pilot. Like, space combat's just cool. Everybody in the party, we have enough people in the ship that everybody in the party has a job on the ship. And it all affects each other. And that's so cool. Like, I, was, I wasn't scared the one time we had space combat. Mostly because, like, I'm the greatest damn pilot you're ever going to find. Like De- Denver, Denver's the hottest shit in the freaking galaxy. Like this, like I can at least say with confidence, Denver's the hottest shit this side of the diaspora. All right. <laughs> at level three. <laughs> <laughs> They're sort of great chat. <laughs> so I wasn't too, I wasn't too worried about it, but I can see how it's, like ship to ship combat like that can get really hairy really quick and it's just going to uh, I'm so excited for more it, the biggest um complaints criticisms about the starship combat and starfinder is like besides gunners and pilots the other roles just don't really have much to do even if you have every role filled cuz I'm looking at captain actions you have you can demand or you can encourage or you can taunt but that's it until level 6 you get another ability and then level 12 you get another one so it can kind of like drag on a little bit it's like okay I guess I'll do another encourage action <laughs> right but, well I, I, mean, I do agree like I feel fun. like a lot of it, it's like it can be very repetitive but I also think we actually have a really good table that makes repetitive stuff different because of how we RP. Like with Thrawn going around and giving everyone like those heals today, he was changing how he was. He wasn't just saying, "Okay, I'm going to go ahead and inspire you. You get plus ten. Uh, but he was go ahead and like, "Hey, you've I've seen you shoot more things than anyone else here. So go ahead, you're doing better for than Domino in my books." So like he's he's flavoring it every time, not only to like bolster them, but doing it that would like, in my opinion, I think actually bolster what would bolster that person, like when they healed Denver or where they held like Sunny, they were completely separate, and he wouldn't flip those because Denver doesn't bet does at least from my opinion, Denver doesn't care if he's a better shot than Domino is, but if he was trying to inspire Denver and was like, 
hey, but you can fly better shit better than him. He's like, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely like how um, we definitely can make repetitive actions feel different as a group. And it's, it's not something that not a lot of people can do. Here's another example. Um, I got, I got to find the chief made actions here. So I had one round in one of our combats where I didn't actually have any actions to take because for chief mates, let's see, looking at maintenance panel access, one of my engineering phase actions, I have to, first of all, before the turn starts, I have to choose which phase I'm going to work in. So I'm already kind of picking a phase blind. Right. But then after that, I can only choose the engineering phase action for a very specific action that the mechanic is doing. Yeah. So if I choose my phase wrong, it's like, okay. It's rough. Stick around until next turn. Just twiddle, twiddle, twiddle. Yeah. Um, and, but, and there are other classes like that. I think science officer, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It definitely can be repetitive, that's for sure. But um, that's really all I had, guys. I do appreciate you guys coming and talking about your leveling, your thoughts about it. Um, especially because you guys are two of the four people that went through two and a half seasons of Shadowrun and other tabletops adventures with me. Um, so it's good to hear different feedback on like different systems and what you guys think of the episodes and stuff like that. So thanks for coming with me and chatting, guys. I really do appreciate it. Um, it was really, really fun. I think we're going to do a lot more of these, um, especially as we go like like through level ups and stuff like that. I think it would be very very cool very very nice um chat thank you guys so much for being here i appreciate it um it's been a good time as always uh we are going to go over and raid to uh 10 speed um so make sure maybe we are where is it gonna go yeah. there we go sick um so thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out here um uh, especially for uh coming and checking out this new little talk show that we're doing um and trying stuff out so if you liked it please let us know um because it was really really fun for me to be able to chat with you guys as players and as the actual characters and see how you guys felt about it but um thanks so much again for guys for coming and hanging out really do appreciate it guys thanks for coming and saying that a little after um and we'll see you guys next week with more rerun the stars bye